When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to You Love to See It, Fanbyte's movie review podcast styled after a delightful neighborhood video store. Every week, our friendly staff watches a movie and decides if it hit us like a ray of light and therefore is worthy of our esteemed Steph Picks shelf, if it's cherished enough to at least guarantee a spot in our entirely adequate middle aisle or if it did nothing to justify our love and therefore is doomed to die another day in the confines of our dreaded dumpster (laughs) working the counter today we have yours truly, Fernanda, how do you use the bird's pratches, and my fellow quirky New Yorker, Danielle, I would know if my wife was a lesbian, Riondu, how are you doing, Danielle? <laughs> I am great, and I legitimately also wrote down your name for what I was going to use, <laughs> so I'm so glad we got both of them in here as our names. <laughs> I feel like we both hit the main the main <laughs> plot points of the movie and we'll get it but the whole the wife being a lesbian storyline is uh i don't know i will need your help as yeah. a trait yeah. to decipher. <laughs> we help each other out on this podcast we help each other you know <laughs> you know we've deciphered uh kevin costner just the other day uh yep. we're here doing the uh lord's work on this we really are (laughs) every day every day i'd love to see it (laughs) we will be one day be recognized uh for our efforts i believe for now for this month uh we are kicking off a new holiday tradition with our trademarked happy pop holidays month And while we're sure you can figure out what that entails, being that you are our listener and therefore a person of superior intellect and distinguished taste, we will explain it to you anyway. Throughout December, we will pick movies featuring musical divas who also took their talents to the big screen. Get it? Holidays? Hollywood? Divas? Holidivas? I know. I know. We are also in awe of our own genius sometimes. Uh, whether the divas in question started off with acting or just got into it later on, whether they're good at it, whether they are not, none of it matters, as long as we believe they possess the true holiday spirit. And today, we are breaking out our tutus, dusting off our lace fingerless gloves, and getting into the groove of 1985's Desperately Seeking Susan, featuring the one, the only, the pop diva of all pop divas, Madonna Louise Sicone. She's a woman of mystery. You can dance, you can dance, you can dance, you can dance. 
a woman of surprises. What are you doing here? A woman named Susan. Come on, come on, come on. Orion Pictures presents Desperately Seeking Susan. Susan! 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 Oh my God, we all thought you were dead. No, just in New Jersey. Madonna is Susan. The hottest voice in rock is now the freshest face on film. Every man is desperate to have her. One woman is desperate to be her. Someone is desperate to kill her. Killed? Come on, come on. Dead? If he can figure out who she is. Come on, come on. I'm not Susan. I don't believe it. I'm a housewife and I live in Fort Lee, New Jersey. You never stop, do you? Starring Rosanna Arquette as Roberta. You know, Gary, between you and me, what do you really know about Roberta? She doesn't even like sex that much. It's impossible. She'll love it. You can dig, you can dig. And Madonna as Susan. No more dead bodies, okay? I'll see what I can do. Bye-bye, Bruce. It was fun, huh? Maybe you were the killer. You were with this guy? Come on, come on. Just breathing when I left. For those of you who are like virgins, <laughs> <laughs> I promise I will stop. Do- I cannot. It's no, I don't me. want you to stop. <laughs> this is. I have to be completely clear with you. I love your descriptions of things, and I am living when I hear them. So I, I never want you to stop. Don't stop. Please don't stop. Thank you. Thank you, because I feel like I found my true calling uh, <laughs> on these intros where I get to do puns with uh, big pop songs. Yeah. Really, really feel like I found my niche. Uh, <laughs> really good. You've gotten into the groove. <laughs> I've good. gotten into the groove. <laughs> uh, but yes, for those of you who are like virgins to Madonna's movie legacy and therefore need to be situated before moving forward, Desperately Seeking Susan is a movie that revolves around Susan, who multiple people are desperately seeking. <laughs> Susan is aspirational. She is fun, she is stylish, and most importantly, bitch, she's Madonna. Her carefree <laughs> lifestyle means she's also broke and unhoused and a bit of an asshole. But those are minor obstacles for such a resourceful and charming individual. Roberta, on the other hand, is not Madonna. She's Rosanna Arquette, which is also actually very cool. But most relevantly to the movie, she's not fun. She's not stylish. And her lifestyle is definitely not carefree. She's bored. She's trapped. She's married to a douchey guy who sells tubs. The infinite malaise of her suburban days, however comes to an end once a voyeuristic foray leads to a lot of hijinks, tomfoolery, and identity-swapping New York shenanigans. Also, John Turturro. Let us not forget, Danielle, about John Turturro. Let us not. Only- <laughs> yeah. Let us not. It's only there for like five minutes. But I am of the opinion that... Any John Turturro appearance is better than no John Turturro I agree. Yeah, agreed completely. (laughs) Objectively, a better movie than the ones that are John Turturro-less. Yep. Uh, (laughs) Yep, agreed, agreed. Yeah. (laughs) Before we get into all of it, including but not limited to John Turturro, (laughs) we will start with our first segment uh, of the show. Those of you who are regular listeners are probably familiar with it. This first little bit is uh, the little bit that we called call setting the scene is the part where we talk about our history with the movie, sort of our relationship with it, with the actors, with whatever we're talking about, but without getting into spoilers. 
So this is a safe zone for all of you who have yet to to watch the movie. And yeah, if they haven't I, sought Susan yet, you know. If they have, yeah. <laughs> if they're in the pre-seeking phase, uh, missing out, missing out. You should seek Susan. Everybody's doing it. All the cool kids are seeking Susan. Um, but yeah, so let's start. Danielle, what is your uh, relationship with uh, not only desperate, desperately seeking Susan, but also with Madonna herself? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, this is a movie I've always wanted to watch, but I never had before uh, because I am like, so I feel like I, I've really been revealing a lot about myself uh, lately. Like I like I do have basically a secret inner gay man. And I really love Madonna. Like, I really do. I actually just love Madonna. And I've spent, you know, enough uh, enough time in my life in, yeah. like, Castro nightclubs, like, dancing to Madonna videos where I feel like I can say this, that it's mm-hmm. this is a safe space for me to, to come out yes. as having an inner gay man. Uh, I We support and love you, Danielle. And thank, thank you, you for thank you. revealing this. Thank you For choosing much. us to be the recipients of this. <sighs> information you love to see it you love to see it you love to hear it we love to you love to support it too you love to support it honestly like it is such an 80s thing and i was an 80s baby uh so i like grew up with madonna like being there in the background somewhere now of course when i was very young it was still the 80s and i was a very young child but i still like Mm -hmm. knew of madonna you know and knew she was like uh, sexy and the adults were mad at her all the time for some reason. <laughs> they were really mad at her. They didn't like her. She ran around in her bra and her bra with cones and things like that. Um, but once I was like a teenager, I was like, oh, I love Madonna. Actually, Madonna's great. Y'all are stupid. <laughs> Actually, let's all run around in our bras. Yeah. Let's if have fashion. If you burn bras, and- you're mad. If you run around in bras, you're mad. You can't win with uh, right? the adults. They're so... They're so angry all the time. I don't know it's, what their problem is. It's like, almost like people just don't like women. Yeah, it's almost like people hate women on a very deep societal level. It's fucked up. It's really fucked up. I don't love it. I'm not a fan. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've had a, a, you know, I don't want to call it like a love affair. I know some people are like super fans. I wouldn't call mm-hmm. myself a super fan, but like many of her albums I think are masterpieces. And yeah. actually, I'm going to go out and say, Slightly controversial opinion, but I think Bedtime Stories is her best album. I, like, genuinely love it. Like, front to back. I will listen to that, especially when I'm, like, driving somewhere. Yeah. Front to back. Front to back. Love that album. Genuinely great. Also, really like Ray of Light. I know a lot of people were not as high on Ray of Light. I love it. Love Ray of Light. Like, love it. Again, I feel like it's great driving music and great dancing music, and these are the things that you need music for. Therefore, uh, it's great. So, anyway... Had not seen the movie before, but always wanted to, and am definitely a Madonna fan. Uh, and I, I'll I'll throw it back to you. How about you and your your history with uh, the prime diva herself and her uh, filmic? I think this is our feature film debut. I'm pretty sure. Yes, okay. uh, I think it is. I was reading up uh, this morning. It is, and she was not uh, quite as famous yet when they started shooting. Ah. But by the end, what I was reading is like, I, I read an oral history and I do not have an oral history problem. Okay. I can stop. Listen. Whenever I want. Uh, <laughs> Even if you do, I support it. Thank okay. You. This is a supportive environment. 
I just, I am obsessed with them. I just feel like it's the best way to actually get to know how things came to be. And I don't know, it's a me thing, but I I find that I appreciate movies more after I kind of know a little bit more about them. And this was the case today, for sure. Because like you, I had never watched it. It had kind of like... been been in the back of my like it was there i knew it existed but i honestly i didn't even really know what it was about i think i thought that madonna played a famous person like a famous okay yeah and like they swapped i think maybe because her style as susan was in my head so similar to madonna's actual style in real life Mm. um But getting back to just what I was uh, mentioning quickly, in the oral history, what they were kind of saying is that Madonna wasn't that big when they started shooting. Like, some people turned their heads uh, to her on the street, and, like, somebody said it was Cyndi Lauper when they saw her. Oh, my God! (laughs) (laughs) By the end, she needed security to walk around. So, like, it was right exactly at that moment where her, like, star really, really uh, rose. But that was 85. I wasn't born yet. So I didn't really catch. And you were obviously <laughs> a teeny baby. Uh, but I feel like you, and that's the thing with Madonna, right? Like so many people of different ages can say that they kind of grew up with Madonna in their background of their lives. And that's why I find so cool about her. Like people yeah. will always, it's no, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. Everybody kind of knows that she's the the queen of like reinvention and But what I think it's really cool about that is that her reinvention is in every every way, right? Like, she really nailed what it was like to be a commercial product. She wasn't the best Mm. dancer. She wasn't the best actress. She wasn't even the most conventionally pretty, if you, you know, go by the societal standards or whatever. What she really did and what she really mastered was, like, finding a way to combine all those things and really sell herself as as a, a pop product. Yeah. And as we were saying, people really got mad at her because, God forbid, a woman will <laughs> use <laughs> uh, will, right. will use the fact that people like to objectify women and take it into their own hands and actually make money off of it. God forbid. Uh, yeah. I think a lot of God the forbid she plays the game. <laughs> Right? Of like, course. God forbid. <laughs> God forbid she's the one making money uh, and not some white guy uh, yep. in a company. Uh, and obviously she liked to push the, the boundaries. But that was kind of um, my sort of relationship with her. It's just kind of like she was always there. And even though I am uh, admittedly one of the straights, I <laughs> went to... <laughs> uh, a lot admitted of gay clubs. straight for not <laughs> admitted straight. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm being interviewed for like a new segment, and that's like my little tagline. <laughs> Fernanda Prates, journalist and admitted straight. Um, like I used to go to a lot of gay clubs, and awesome. the yeah. yeah, my entire life. The I'm not a club person, but all the ones I used to go to were gay clubs. Nice. And Madonna was obviously queen. <laughs> So, yeah, Yeah. but like you, like I was just uh, I kind of always wanted to watch the movie and never did. And it really came together for us to do it this month. So I'm excited, excited to get into it. Let's do it. Let's get into the groove. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to (laughs) stop. I feel like I've made it to three 
No, two? How many did we do? No, this is the third. Yeah, yeah. two different movies without singing ones. So we got a good record. Uh, before... <laughs> A brief warning now, uh, as before we accidentally swap identities and get chased throughout New York by our significant <laughs> others and a creepy blonde assassin, uh, <laughs> this next segment will involve specific aspects of the plot and characters and other things that will inevitably involve major spoilers. So those of you who have so far failed to open your hearts <laughs> to desperately seeking Susan... <laughs> Beware. Beware. Papa, don't we preach. Enter. Yeah. Papa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> because it's time uh, for our second segment, which we like to call Stripping It Down. Okay, first, I, I before we get into the specific uh, aspects of the movie, I will ask this real quick because yeah, get into the groove is for sure one of my favorite Madonna. Oh songs. my god, same, absolute same. It's, it's my favorite so of her good. early songs, like by far and oh away. Oh my god, it's so good. But I wanted it's to ask so you out of curiosity: good. Do you have a favorite out of her? Of her early songs, of her early songs, it is. Uh, absolutely into the groove like no question that mm -hmm. is like early Madonna my absolute fave um, Forbidden Love off of Bedtime okay. Stories is my favorite like mid Madonna okay. and god it's actually a little bit hard to pick a favorite off of Ray of Light as like you know later 90s it's not like late Madonna but like later 90s um, god probably That's something crazy, right? off of Ray of Light for that though but like I'm just thinking in terms of eras like 80s yeah. Early 90s, late 90s. Yeah. Those are probably my picks. Um, so, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I got so excited that Into the Groove is also your, like, favorite early one. That, I love yeah. it so much. But I like early. I like Borderline. I love Borderline. I yeah. like Open Your Heart. Lucky Star. Uh, Lucky you know? Star. Yeah. Probably Power of Goodbye is, like, my favorite of all. Oh, I also gloomy. love Power of Goodbye. I just think it's got a vibe. Yeah. Right? It's like it's sad, but... powerful. You know, you know it's, it's powerful. powerful. Okay. Well, was that established? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But here's the thing. How can we talk about a Madonna movie without discussing Madonna, right? Like, that's exactly. just... We all know this is just an excuse. Yeah, it's an excuse to see Madonna be very Madonna-y. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of what this movie exists for absolutely. <laughs> to an extent <laughs> absolutely and I guess that that really leads us right into the first thing and that's kind of what we've been doing because this movie revolves around the diva so of course we need to talk about how the diva is in the movie and yes. Madonna is not technically the leading act there was actually some controversy because Rosanna yeah. Arquette won a BAFTA for supporting actress and some people were like <laughs> She's actually the main actress in the movie, but then Madonna is Madonna, and what you gonna do? So, right. <laughs> so there's that. But uh, Madonna plays Susan, which is one of the two main characters, um, and she's just her. I guess right? like, <laughs> she just has to look really fucking cool and be aspirational, and she plays this very charming like. 
con woman type of character. Like, she's a little asshole, but you can absolutely understand why she can get away with it. Because, like, yeah, you just kind of love her. It's hard <laughs> not to love her. She's such a, like, asshole, but she's also sort of, like, Here's one thing. I just want to I just want to put this out here. Nobody mm. knows what this movie is because every single place describes this movie as a different genre and describes <laughs> Madonna's character as like a very different type of person. Yeah. Like one place is like she's a bohemian drifter and one place is like she's <laughs> a con woman and one place is like and it's like this is the duality of Madonna. You know, like yep. she she can be all things. Therefore, nobody knew how to describe her in this movie, <laughs> which is she's very really funny. A Rorschach test. Yeah, I she think. really is. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like you said, right? She's all of it, though. And that's the interesting thing about Susan. You can really hate her uh, if you're just very boring and hate fun, I guess. Like, yep. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, some people are really into golf. Who am I to judge? Uh, right? You to you. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so her the whole concept is that it's... She, like, gets away with a bunch of shit just because she's charming. And she's aspirational because she's free because she gets to live a lifestyle that is kind of like, you know, flying by the seat of her pants and, 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 and just focusing on the present. And a lot of the things that I feel like we romanticize as people with like jobs and, and, and lives that we, I think all of us at some point have probably fantasized one day, right? Oh, About like, yeah. I'm just going to quit, travel the world, do whatever, be like, sell jewelry in the beaches of Fifi, like whatever. Like, this is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, that was very specific, wasn't it? Um... It was, but I loved it. I loved how specific it was. That was good. <laughs> and, and, and like we've been talking about before, right? And with, with Whitney, with Tina Turner and like, I just feel like it was the right role for the right, person and kind of yeah. wanted to hear your thoughts on on the madonna-ness of it all yeah i if there's a flaw to this movie and like to be clear i really enjoyed most of this movie i really did it's mm. like a very it's like a confection of a movie it's like a sweet delicious confection that maybe sometimes there's too much sugar and you get like a sugar rush headache kind yeah. of thing but you're still having fun with it because it's like delicious dessert my only problem with the movie um so uh, that you could well i guess i have two actually one is mm -hmm. that i really do wish we just looked at madonna all the time and that <laughs> we don't not there. look at madonna ever <laughs> because there are some moments like rosanna arquette does a good job it's not rosanna arquette's fault like just, the script is just so flimsy and her character is just such an absolute ditz that like it's just <laughs> it's like why are we not looking at madonna you know like there are times we're watching her and she acquits herself well. This is not a, a slight against her. It's just like yeah. she's just playing a bored housewife who doesn't really yeah. have a personality. And like that's boring. Like I'm sorry, mm. but that's just boring. It's not exciting to me to watch a bored housewife. Uh, I understand her plight. Maybe I'm too gay to fully understand her plight. <laughs> but I understand her plight. Like I understand the plight of women who are bored, who have nothing to do and have no personality. Like, that does suck. Like, we are talking about the patriarchy here. You know, we are yeah. a little bit. I mean, the movie's not going in deep, but it's kind of saying something uh, a little bit about, I guess, freedom and freedom of choice and, like, freedom of expression and being who you are and oh, so on and so forth. But, yeah, uh, Roberta's real fucking boring 
even <laughs> when she's doing wild shit. And I'm just like, but Madonna would do it better. Uh, <laughs> that's my only that's my only concern with this movie is that she's not as fun to watch as Madonna. And Madonna's not in enough of the movie. Like, I audibly gasped when Madonna shows up for the first time. Like, I was like, oh, wow. There she is. Like, she just has such magnetism and such charm. And the camera is madly, madly, madly in love with her. And it's so fun to watch her just be this, like, slightly sleazy person who just kind of slinks around the world, gets whatever she wants all the time, just barters her way into everything. It's just like, I would just watch her do this for two hours and that's fine. We didn't need this stupid plot movie at all. Like, whatsoever. Yeah, I I get that. And, of (laughs) course, Roberta's character just annoys me to no end on a personal level. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I do like this idea of these very different women kind of getting a glimpse into each other's lives. It's kind of like, I don't know. I like this whole putting yourself in another person's shoes, I guess. It's just kind of cliche, but I like the way that they did it here because I think it's just very charming and very, it's, I like that it's two women doing yeah. all of this. Yeah. And the more I read about the movie, the more I, I felt it, I got, got into it, to be honest, because watching it yesterday, I wasn't, I liked that it, it was fun, it was sweet, but it kind of left me wanting more. And then I was reading like how it was like a, and I don't know if that's the right way to approach movies. I don't know. It's just kind of how I am as a person, like reading about how it was such a female uh, driven movie made by women. Uh, for women and at first only women and the gays <laughs> liked it <laughs> apparently when they were first like, <laughs> pitching it <laughs> so yeah. it's like <laughs> that makes sense uh but would you imagine the movie with anybody other than madonna that's the thing and she was she wasn't necessarily uh, a shoe in for the role like they they weren't what she wasn't what they had in mind uh, Rosanna didn't even audition. Like she was picked. Oh, wow. um, I was reading her uh, story with her for Vulture, and she was like reminiscing about the role. And she mentioned that uh, she she didn't have to audition. Like they gave her the role. But uh, from the oral history thing, the director Susan Seidelman Seidel. I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm bad with names, but. Uh, she said, when I first got involved, the characters were of a different generation. Susan was more of a hippie traveler. Diane Keaton in an embroidered shirt. The downtown Susan story, Pyramid Jacket and Efertiti earrings came later. During the first casting talks, Keaton and Goldie Hawn were considered. When Susan was restyled as a new wave punk figure, we considered Melanie Griffith, Jennifer Jason Lee, Ellen Barkin, and Kellen McGillis. Ellen Barkin? I, who is Ellen I see Barkin? all the others for sure, but Ellen Barkin doesn't oh, yeah. quite hit the same notes for me. Eh, she does have like a kind of, I don't know, characteristic. Yeah, no, like she, free... she has a characteristic. I guess she had come off of Diner. Oh, you know what? She was in Buckaroo Bonsai like the year before. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. I see it now. now it it, it took it. me a second. I guess just because I've been... <laughs> 
I was think I I don't know why. I'm like, yeah, think about 1985, Danielle, not like today. Um, <laughs> yeah, very. Yeah, Madonna today, I don't know if it would be, especially with the accent. Uh, that yeah, it we, wouldn't we would quite be quite, the same. Quite place at the moment. I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> I fully, like, until this second, I completely forgot about that aspect. Completely. If anyone can get away with developing accents and shit, like, but the, I'm at this point where I'm like, yeah. Madonna, you know what? You've you've done enough for us. Now you do you've done you. enough. <laughs> you've done enough. <laughs> do you can have a British accent. You know, it's fine. <laughs> uh, one other interesting thing about the casting and it was that um, Sanford, Midge Sanford, one of the producers, she said. <gasps> We couldn't get Kevin Costner or Dennis Quaid to read for Dez, the city guy who romances Roberta, a role that ultimately went to Aiden Quinn. Because with two female leads, some actors didn't want to be third fiddle. Hmm. Uh, Huh. That's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Very surprising, but not at all. Uh, But yeah. And Bruce Willis was a possible candidate for the boyfriend, Jim. So that was interesting. Huh. He got rejected, but then he went to do and went on to do Moonlight. So Right. He's not like a out. new wave guy, though, is the thing. Like it's so different, like, to think of. I don't know. I I, personally, when I think new wave, I think very much what's yeah. uh shown in the film. Like I yes. don't think Bruce Willis. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> right. You know. But that's I I personally love the world of almost castings. Like I feel like that's just a, a you 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 can allow yourself to imagine entirely different universes it's based true. on <laughs> on some choices. Uh, but yeah, Madonna just really really fit right in, and I don't know. I love her, and I also think what you were saying. Uh, we've established her, but it's really boring. But I think Rosanna Arquette was a really uh, good choice. Yeah, she does what she can, honestly, here. Like, she's, she goes for it. It's just, like, the role as written just isn't great. Like, it's it, this is not, like, an interesting character. And that's on purpose to an extent. But also, it's, it's uninteresting in a way that I personally am, like, especially uninterested in, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> this what? is just compulsory heterosexuality, the character. That's all. <laughs> Yeah, and that's and they're kind of obsessed with heterosexuality as a general thing, right? We joked about it at first, but to me, the and that's the thing you're talking about the uh, genre of the movie that it's really hard to place. I think it's generally regarded as a comedy, like a screwball comedy type thing, and it is, but it doesn't have a lot of ha ha moments. Uh, But the biggest ha ha moment, I think, was the whole conversation about her maybe being a lesbian because like the character uh I forgot who plays her sister determines that like she she read somewhere that like I don't know how many Most uh, what sex percentage workers of, are lesbians or something. I, was, like, yeah. I wouldn't know if my life was my wife was a lesbian. <laughs> like, you wouldn't the top king this. whatever he is the spa king of New Jersey absolutely wouldn't he doesn't know what an orgasm is he doesn't know anything he is there to be a joke of a heterosexual man. That's what he's there to be. Which yeah. I accept. I that's good. Good job, movie. You've made a joke of what <laughs> what boring heterosexual man is. 
Uh, <laughs> he, like, pets her like a dog. Like, that's the extent of his affection for his wife. He, like, pets her head, like, night-night, don't eat cake, and pets her on the head like a like a dog. Like, this guy sucks. <laughs> Gary. 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 Like, what like- are we doing here, Gary? <laughs> Honestly, (laughs) we need to work on several things uh, here in this scenario. But it's, it's, I don't know, I personally, and that maybe is one of the consequences of being a straight, um, I have also (laughs) always been sort of drawn to the whole suburban hell sort of storylines. Like, I... On the one hand, it's like, oh, another white woman with money feeling completely trapped by her marriage in the suburbs in her comfy house and with all this money, boo-hoo. So I get that. But I also, on the other hand, understand, I guess, on a, that kind of misery. Um, I sympathize with that kind of misery, like ex- on an existential level that really goes beyond whatever external circumstances you have. So I appreciate yeah. the this I, I I do appreciate this in the movie and sort of like why would she technically want to trade that life because if you it comes down to it she leads a very comfortable existence and Susan has to like hustle to live um, yeah but then Susan really stands as this beacon of like independence so it really is about sort of self-discovery and sort of making moves to change your life so i like that yeah uh, and yeah and and she got away from gary's so that's- <laughs> right she got away from gare <laughs> and hooked up with, <laughs> with aiden quinn who i had never uh i'm just gonna go ahead and put myself in horny jail immediately but i had never <laughs> lb who used to be on the show with us lb who sorely missed uh they said that they allowed us to be horny and i'm gonna use lb's horny pass now yes because i had never thought of aiden quinn as a hot individual and um, <laughs> <laughs> reassessing. even though he banged his wife, his friend's girl, <laughs> who wasn't his friend's girl. Right. Like, not even a little. Yeah. <laughs> I am willing to give him a pass. Uh, but one thing I wanted to talk to you specifically about, Danielle, was The visual aspect of it. I feel like it's the richest part of the movie, probably. But New York is really such an integral part of it all. And obviously, you're the New York expert here. So I kind of wanted your (laughs) thoughts on it. I mean, it's funny because I'm like almost at the seven-year point where I can call myself a New Yorker and it's not a joke. You know, like I've been been a New Yorker for six years now. Mm -hmm. And like... I'm in love with my my adopted home, my adopted city, you know, very much in love with it. I, you know, we have issues. We have issues. Yeah. We know we have a lot of fucking garbage <laughs> on the streets. We know about it. We know. <laughs> We're aware that it smells like like poo-poo sometimes on the on the sidewalk. But you know what? It's the best city in America by a lot. <laughs> but mm. like times a billion and also like a good city just in general in the world so you know we're 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 doing all right i think the actual like if if i had to call a genre for this movie 
It would be fantasy New York postcard from the okay. 80s. Like, that's mm. the genre. And it really is, like, such a highlight and such a showcase. And, like, honestly, a, to, to some extent, almost like a corrective for how grim like movies about New York in the eighties often were mm. like not Ghostbusters. Cause that one is just like also like fun fantasy, uh, uh-huh. you know, kind of bullshit, but there's so many movies set in New York in the eighties that are all just, Oh, it's just crime. And it's like, you know, frankly, like a little low key racist and, and things like mm-hmm. that. Like a lot of the setting of, of New York movies at this time would be. And this instead is like, what a wonderful fucking place. Like, this is a great-ass place that has stupid magic shows and, like, <laughs> uh, an incredible, like, very queer, very friendly, very, like, drag-friendly um, new wave club mm-hmm. that is, like, the most awesome place to be. Oh. Well, like, a demo version of Into the Groove plays, yes, basically. Yes, I was like, I wish I could go to this club. I want to be there. <laughs> I want to be there. I want to dress up like a new wave goth kid and, like, dance and have a good time in this club. Like, just what a, like, fun and awesome place it is. Now, obviously, some bad things happen. The weird blonde killer guy shows up. <laughs> so, I mean, like, we're, we're getting he, a lot of those. he's just a plot device. You know, he's just kind of a plot device, this guy. This, like, yeah. blonde killer man is just kind of there to have some stakes at all. But, like, the lighting and that sort of gauzy framing and the way mm-hmm. that people just kind of hang out and are friendly and are fun and are quirky. There's a shot of apparently famous triplets <laughs> that Madonna insisted yes. show up in the movie. And they're all wearing the same clothes. Like, this is... There's something actually quintessentially New York about it. And I don't know if you ever watched um, Russian Doll. Like, the that kind of sci-fi-y, like... Um, Netflix show mm. from a couple of years ago, which was... Oh, with Natasha Lee. Yeah, yeah, no. yeah. Uh, with her. That one also, no. like, gets the vibe of why New York is awesome in a lot of ways. Like, again, you just have these random encounters with people all the time. Like, you actually do. I do all the time. Like, I just, like, meet people sometimes. And, yes, maybe I have a different perspective of New York because I'm an EMT here. And I also meet people who are bleeding all the time. But, like... Okay, yes. <laughs> I, like... This is such a great place because of its genuine diversity. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of humans here and all kinds of art and all kinds of weird things and all kinds of culture and all kinds of experiences that you can have. And Roberta going from being like, I guess I'll drive into the city and, bleh, you know, her like weird like suburban <laughs> adventures the into the city to like fu- finally like embracing it and understanding like, hey, the reason New York is awesome is because it's it's so weird and it it has like infinite diversity and infinite ways of being here. And every type of human being lives here in, if not harmony, at least. Yeah. At least, you know, some some kind of good arrangement, you know, (laughs) like it's, it's a beautiful, awesome, weird place. And this movie gets it to an extent. Mm. Um, My God, the apartment, the apartment set alone is like, Dez's? Dez's apartment with his, like, film collection and his beautiful little cat and the, you know, the fishbowl and, like, the the interesting posters on the walls. Like, what a fucking place. And I feel like I've been in apartments like that. Like, yeah, they they cost probably 15 times. I was going to say, today it's probably a little uh, less accessible 
to yeah. the everyday person. A hundred percent. Then it yeah. maybe even was or was supposed to, like it's framed as being like a cheap apartment because, you know, Roberta's like, people live here. There's like, a yeah, lot of, of square space, though. <laughs> like, of course people live here. And then it has, like, massive amounts of space. So, yeah, it's like, all right, we're, this is Hollywood still. But it, it does get the vibe of, like, what's great about New York um, in, in just such a wonderful way. And even, like, the thrift store. Yeah. My God, it's so fun. And, again, it is so fun to watch Madonna traipsing all over these, like, cityscapes. Traipsing all over this, like, fantasy Fantasia postcard of New York. Like, it's fucking awesome to see that. And that's, this. it's kind of the world she came from, right? I, I think the club, the new wave club that's yes. in the in the movie is actually, like, a real club that she actually, like, kind of rose to fame on to an extent, mm-hmm. which is really, really fun to kind of have that as, like, a highlight. Um, it also makes the New Jersey sets, like, the house feel... Yeah like a horror movie or something like they feel like <laughs> legit like they feel bizarre and like, like look, wide open and like and, <laughs> they have pools and it's all clean it looks awful it has like that it. puke like pepto-bismol colored wallpaper yep. <laughs> it's just like oh like go back to person, new york <laughs> like this person spends a whole lot of time in front of jane fonda videos like yeah. you really get that vibe and yeah. it is does they do a good job of making that that like very comfortable even with the commercial gary's commercial uh of the tubs and whatever which we later <laughs> see in spanish and it's amazing yeah. um the Spanish they version do. is amazing in that it's video. Amazing. Like the badly dubbed Spanish version of uh, <laughs> Gary the Spa King's stupid ass commercial is like, yeah, that it's worth it now. Cause like you, you love to hate him, at least me. He's like the ultimate kind of piece of crap. And it's funny. Like it's made to be very funny. Like it's not made to be like threatening in any way, but he, he sucks. Like he has the world's stupidest commercial um, that like, he, I just want to sneer at it the first time, but then when it was badly dubbed in Spanish, it was like, all right, this is, <laughs> I, this but is pretty funny. You do a good job yeah. at building that, right? Like you yeah. just kind of like really get annoyed by that guy and you really do feel trapped by her technically better life while Susan is crashing on someone's couch with a telephone in hand and yep. her life just looks so much cooler <laughs> like and she does get to live when they swap she ends up going to uh rosanna arquette's house and um getting a taste of the suburb- suburban life herself but yeah. it, they really do a good job of making like one lifestyle seem much superior yeah <laughs> uh one thing since you mentioned them do you know the story about the triplets I don't know the story. I only know that Madonna apparently like insisted <laughs> they should be in the they movie. Were. So the triplets are featured in a documentary called Three Identical Strangers. Which, by the way, I love documentaries. I'm obsessed. Like, it's really one of my favorite genres. And it's one of my favorite documentaries. Um, oh, nice. It's really good. And it's on a bunch of streaming services, I think. But, And it's about triplets who are prepared. Because this is sad. They were separated at birth. Um, and I don't want to, I can't, I'm going to end up spoiling the the documentary. It's still worth watching, but we find out that it was like a very sus thing, like that they were separated deliberately, uh, for like 
some scientific purposes. Uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, they oh. did reunite when they were teenagers. They found out casually about each other. And they became uh, sort of celebrities. Oh, and wow. Yeah, they were like in talk shows. They were everywhere because it's like these trip identical triplets who did not know of each other and who like had sort of the same taste and things coincidentally. Um, they like smoke the same brand of cigarettes. They like the same kind of girls, the whole thing. They, uh, yeah, they reunited and it was a whole thing. And then I remembered watching the documentary and seeing them mention that they were in the movie and totally forgot. And then today I was reading, I didn't even notice watching. I was reading that. Yeah. Like talking about how Madonna asked, uh, specifically for them to have like a little cameo (laughs) that is such a weird world's colliding little it really is and i had no idea what it was like about until i read that little bit after it was just like okay madonna you do you (laughs) i madonna good job that was such a great call because it's just funny (laughs) it's just really funny it's just like oh that's kind of fun like again what a little weird new york thing Because you know what? That's not something I would bet an eye at. If I was like walking into a place and there were triplets all dressed the same, I'd be like, yeah, cool. (laughs) Of course they're here. How you doing? (laughs) How you doing, buddy? All right. (laughs) I I obviously have a very different experience, but like I growing up, I was obsessed with New York. And okay. Because of movies and TV and stuff. Like obsessed. Like I was Certain that my life's purpose was in New York growing up, but I love we were broke. So I only got to go to New York for the first time when I was like 20 something, 22, 21. And like, I I loved it. And like for my next two vacations, I went back. Like I would rather spend my money going there than anywhere else because I think New York is magical and beautiful. But... You know, over the years, you start having a less romanticized version of things. Um, mm-hmm. And I know about all the problems and, you know, economically how tough <laughs> it sure. is to, to maintain yourself in New York and everything else. But still, like, yeah. I feel like the movie, if that makes any sense, is kind of like the visual, not just visual, but like the vibes, the feeling representation of this idea I've always had of New York in my mind. Sure. Which was really freaky to watch because I'd never seen the movie. I'd seen other New York movies and like all the information and, you know, all the intake. And of course, after visiting, like it, it, it feels like they processed it all and put it all in a movie I had never seen. A hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, that's my dream, New York. And I totally, what you're saying about the diversity and everything else, I remember that was the thing that struck me the most uh, when I went for the first time. Because I just remember, like, I have, I didn't even have tattoos then. I have, like, a bunch of tattoos. I have piercings. I, have, You know, I've, I've dressed alternatively my, my entire life. And I always felt, like, very watched and very kind of, like, people looking at me a certain way. And then, like... I remember being in the subway in New York and being like, oh, my God, people look all sorts of ways. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And nobody bets an eye. Like, nobody cares. Yep. It's nobody gives fucking fuck. beautiful. Like, it's honestly, <laughs> I've tried to explain this to my parents who, God love them, 
They don't fully understand Brooklyn. They try. They try. <laughs> they really try. They try to understand Brooklyn. They do. And, like, I, I try to explain to them, like, anybody can be anything here. And no one cares. And it's great. Yeah. And, like, I mean, also, the other thing that's amazing is that New Yorkers also, like, legitimately show up for each other when somebody's in trouble. Mm. Like, if you fall down, if you're sick, if something happens, like, yeah. I see it all the time as an EMT. Like, legitimately, mm-hmm. people will... You know, they'll see an unhoused person having trouble and they will call and they will stay with the person until I show up. And I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take a look. You know, thank you for waiting Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, like all the time, all the time, even if they don't live in that specific neighborhood. And sometimes if they do live in that neighborhood, they're like, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I know this person. Like they're, they're super sweet. Like, I think they have a problem with this. Like just the best. And like just total strangers just being like, I'm just looking out. I'm just looking out kind of thing. But, like, let people have complete space to be whatever the fuck they are, however the fuck they want to dress, however they want to be, however they want to present to the world. People are just like, yeah, it's all good. Not a problem. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, it was really wild. I remember thinking that because, like, even in the alternative scene in Rio, and I kind of, like, had to navigate between worlds. I went to, like, a very, like, a, like rich person school mm, uh, sure because i had a scholarship and then it's like i'm not one of the riches okay everybody <laughs> <laughs> let's let let's let out let them all know let's let them all know clear okay <laughs> uh yeah i am not one of those uh no i'm kidding but it was <laughs> and, and what i always like took issue with was like everybody just kind of looked the same sure like there was a time you would go to a party at any given time and like it was it was like there was a dress code. Mm, like in yeah. Rio particularly, it's a very body-driven culture. Like sure. of course it's a huge ass fucking city. It's obviously very diverse as well. Yeah. But I remember just going to the the, the clubs and, and and you know, and whenever I like would frequent a scene or whatever, just feel like, oh my God, it's like so uniform. Like I yeah. and then going to New York and just be like this is so different. Like, this yep. is so fucking cool <laughs> yeah. to look at. You look at a line in Starbucks and everybody looks entirely different. Yeah. And I was like, ah, this is, this is my people's. Yep. This is my people's. Yeah. I've been, I have to, I have to go back. I really, I think New York is really fucking awesome. We should hang out. Anytime you come here, Absolutely. let me know. I'll bring you to my little weird neck of the woods. <laughs> Please, because honestly, like the three times I went, I was like, the city is amazing, but the trips were not with like the best circumstances. Sure. Like sure, sure. with yeah. the people I was hanging out with, one of them being my grandma, who I love, but like, no. Um, <laughs> Might not be the person to do the most alternative New York activities. <laughs> exactly. And she's you know? very into, she's very European at heart. Like she sure. went to Sorbonne and shit. So she was sure, like. Sure, sure. New York was like beneath her. Uh, oh no! <laughs> and, <laughs> anyway, my New York trauma is a subject for another show. <laughs> I mean, I think it's relevant. I think it's relevant. The two main characters in this movie are Madonna and New York, so I think it's relevant. You know. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, next time I'll go and we'll hang out, and I'll get to like yeah. have cool new york uh company because it truly is a beautiful city and it really is and one of the the things i was reading i think it was the oral history somebody was talking about how like sorry but it's like it's not rosanna it's not madonna the real star of the movie is new york 
I was like, isn't that the case for so many New York movies? I, I mean, yes, many, <laughs> many, many. I just would argue they're co-stars. I would argue that Madonna and New York are the co-stars. Like, You're I think right. she's good enough to be in that top billing. <laughs> she's channeling New York. She is. She is New York in this movie. She is, like, 100%. Um, and it's it's kind of beautiful and, and kind of, ah, it's so weird. I never had that feeling of, like, New York mm. is the coolest place. To me, growing up, New York was, like, a scary place. Oh, mm. that's, like, a scary place. And, again, okay. not a great thing. That's not a great thing to think. Like, it's it's not only completely fucking false, but yeah. it's it's predicated on, like, a lot of shitty media bullshit and, like, depictions of New York as being, like, this scary, crime-infested place, which is, like, mm. again, pretty much just... Down Every- to fucking racism, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. to be honest, like, it, it sure is, like, such a white flight thing to to think, you know? Yeah. So, to me, it's it's beautiful when something actually shows, like, no, this is the real spirit, actually. And again, I'm not saying, like, oh, New York has no problems. Of course it does. Every place has problems. But this is a beautiful fucking place, and it's beautiful yeah. because it's diverse, not not the other way around. I think it's because, like, I, I don't, didn't have that because I grew up in Rio. Sure, which, like, sure, sure, every yeah. American believes is, like, fucking Sarajevo in the middle of the Civil War. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, like, is it safe to go to Rio? Like, I got my tire, like, oh, you're from Rio. Like, have you ever been shot? Oh, it's my like, God! And... <laughs> I think people just know it as such a danger, and we, t- and I think the rest of us too, because like, oh, New York is dangerous, bitch. I'm from Rio. Like, you're like, you're gonna, it is not a problem. Okay, you're gonna like, need more than that to scare me. <laughs> the muggers will just take your shit and not shoot you. Like, very polite. Like, like, that's pretty. That's a. That's like rate them on Uber. You know, like high class service right there. Oh, thanks for not shooting me. Five stars. Like, you didn't even on. notice my phone was gone. <laughs> Writing this on my friend's phone, but five out of five. Like, <laughs> for the record, I've never been shot uh, in Rio, and it okay. is a dangerous city in some ways, but not as uh, bad as the movies and the cultural uh, sort of portrayals of it in like movies and shit make it out to be. Sure. Uh, not everywhere, anyway. But that's again another a whole other podcast. The last <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you before. Yeah. We move into a final section cuz I'm I'm torn on this one. Are you yeah. sold on the Dez and Rosanna Arquette, uh the Dez and Roberta Romans? I um again, I did not like Roberta. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so, this is going to color color. I actually think he's kind of I think he's kind of great. Like he is both like very hot in a in a yes. pretty unassuming and almost mm-hmm. like you might find this weird. He's like almost got that little bit of like Rocky in the first Rocky movie energy of being like hot muscular mm. guy. He's just doing his thing, man. He's just like a jobber. You know, you're like right. you're just digging that energy a little bit. And he's like a sweetheart and he's kind and he comes to her rescue and all this kind of good stuff. Like I almost kind of feel like he's a little too good for her, and I'm sorry, <laughs> and I'm sorry, and I'm sorry. Her hatred for, for Roberta, d- like, fuels again, me. this is not about Rosanna Arquette, who I think did yeah. everything she could. She did everything she could yeah. here. It's just a horribly written role. Like, it's not a well-written role. And, like, they had good chemistry. Like, they had chemistry, for sure. It's just, I don't... <sighs> 
believe so many things. I love Star Trek. I love science fiction. Like, I have no problem with aliens all over the place. However, just the fact that somebody, like, completely loses their identity because they hit their head on a pole and have a concussion. <laughs> Can't believe it entirely. I actually thought she was faking it like half the movie. I was I really thought she was faking it. So <laughs> therefore I was like because I was like, am I stupid? Like is this supposed to be very clear and I'm missing? <laughs> no, it's just you're not stupid. The movie is stupid. <laughs> like honestly, it's okay. <laughs> um also, she mixed concussion with vodka. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, as from a medical perspective, if you get a concussion, don't drink a lot of vodka and go to it sleep. Was it was the 80s. It was the 80s. It was the 80s. What do we know? What you know do we people, know? <laughs> how people in the, like, 1800s treated everything with, like, mercury, like, the 80s. <laughs> Here's a diet of lead and mercury peels. <laughs> For your common cold. <laughs> this is like the, I'll just drink some booze and it yeah, will leave. It'll make it better. Yeah, no I'll just kill the bacteria with, <laughs> with some good old scotch. <laughs> just bring it down. <laughs> I I I agree. It's 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 interesting. I was thinking like my conclusion about the Des um the Des uh, Roberta romance is that like, I feel like he was a great person to sort of, uh, he would be a good like device in terms of thinking about a life that continues after the movie. Okay. Yeah. The way they started is just too fucked up. <laughs> this is not yeah. sustainable guys. <laughs> you met yeah. her thinking she was someone else. Then you fell for her, even though she was your 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 friend's girl. And then it's like she was cheating on her husband the entire time. Okay, she didn't know she have. Well, actually, when she te- cheated, she did know she have had a husband. The husband is Gary, so fuck Gary, do you? Yeah, but Gary I'm just- sucks. Gary dad's sucks. like really hot so it's kind of like rosanna like i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hold this against you yeah, uh, yeah. but i just feel like the circumstances weren't i feel like it would be cooler if it was like all of this happened it was you know for me to realize like this situation sucks i don't want to be with gary anymore and then like people will move on with their lives yeah like right like i wasn't necessarily expecting them to end up together um right yeah and there was one little little bit i read on this vulture piece with rosanna arquette that she said i was low-key livid um she said (gasps) about her and madonna we only had one scene together at the very end so we weren't really working together but there was one scene that was cut out the original ending was that they didn't go off with the guys they go off together on an adventure and you see them on camels in the desert in sahara without the guys i think that ending is such a better ending and i wish they would have kept it especially nowadays that's what roberta was trying to get away from the stereotype it wasn't happily after ever after in the original script i fell in love with that idea and i was very disappointed when they cut out uh the final version of the film and roberta ends up with her love interest des that is a thousand times better (laughs) as an ending like a thousand times better i knew you'd understand my first come on movie i i am i'm speechless i read uh afterward and then the oral history with the producers and the director that the scene exists in the dvd oh my god that they cut it out because they thought it was too long so i don't know if 
there is any misremembrance on Rosanna's uh, parts, if if it does change anything as far as the romantic uh, outcomes, like if she actually ended up with Des and then they added the scene, I don't really know because I haven't seen the scene. But right. like to me, that's the perfect ending. Honestly, yes. That's like this is already a goofy fantasy. Go for it. Go for it. Go <laughs> yeah, explore the there, world like, together. Be gay. <laughs> I don't know if they're gay, but that would be cool. Right. Yeah, Gary, your wife was a lesbian Gary all along. Gary was a along. lesbian the whole time. And Madonna is <laughs> like, I, Susan, at least, definitely buy her pan. Just like, couldn't show it in 1985. But that character, <laughs> come on. You're right. I, I agree with you. I'm just saying. She's Listen, open-minded. In my head, can. <laughs> She's an open-minded lady. It's fine. She's having a great time. <laughs> In your head, Kenneth, uh, yeah. Susan is by Orphan. Yes. Uh, and I agree with it. So yeah. it's Kenneth now. We've established yeah, now it. It's real. Now it's real. <laughs> it's a majority vote. There's two of us. <laughs> we did it! <laughs> uh, it was also interesting because somebody uh, uh, said, uh, also in that that oral history, the the producer I mentioned, Sanford, she mentioned that because the poster is the two of them. Uh, I think we've all, we've all probably seen the images, Rosanna Arquette and Madonna together, sort of with the same uh, looking outfit. And they had like different ideas for the poster. And um, a marketing guy looked at the picture that ended up being picked and said, if you put two women on a poster, people will think it's a lesbian movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> They're really obsessed with the theme. I am speechless. First of all, if it was a lesbian movie, it would be even better. We can have Aiden Quinn. Listen, everybody can just be bi. It's fine. It's fine. It's all good. It's new wave. Okay? It's new wave and it's fine. Yeah. I feel like... And and that's the thing. It didn't even need to be romantic at all. Like, that would yeah. be the cool thing. It's kind of like you're just leaving a relationship and you're entering another one. Like, if the idea is to just become who you are, become who you are. And honestly, I didn't even remember she ended with this. Like, that's how. <laughs> uh, I, I kind of didn't the- either. I was just like, oh, yeah, I guess. Sure, whatever. <laughs> I didn't remember at all. And I woke up like, how did a movie end? <laughs> and I was yeah, I kind of like, oh. had the same feeling. Like, I did have kind of the same feeling. I was just like, what, what was that again? Oh, yeah, that happened. Okay. So, like, basically the ending of the movie is irrelevant. That's what we're saying. And now yeah, the Because it's not ending, this ending that it should be. Exactly. <laughs> We've established. They go to fucking Egypt to give back the Nefertiti earrings. Right. I guess. <laughs> the plot <laughs> device earrings. Yeah. <laughs> and uh they become besties and that's it. That's the coolest. Maybe they have a lesbian affair, maybe they don't. Who cares? It's irrelevant. They're right. just there for each other forever. Yeah. They're best friends. friends. If they, you know, sleep together sometimes, that's fine. And if they don't, that's fine too. This yeah. movie can be anything. It can be anything you want it to be because it's not really super clear on what it is anyway. So it's okay. <laughs> uh, okay, before we move on to the final segment, our judgment, is there anything else you want to discuss? 
No, I think I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for shelf life, I think. I think I've, I've, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. You're feeling it? The oh. delicate portion. So yeah. prepare, everybody. Everything yeah. has been discussed, dissected. And now we enter our third and final segment, wherein we determine, we give our final judgment as to whether this movie will sit in our, with our staff picks in the middle aisle of our delightful uh, neighborhood video store, or <laughs> if it will go into the dumpster. <laughs> the dumpster. The dumpster. <laughs> Not the dumpster. No. No. <laughs> that's to be determined yeah. about desperately seeking Susan. Yeah. So I guess we'll always start. We we always start with the guest Danielle. How do you? How are you feeling about this one? Do you have a clear idea of where where do you want this movie to go? I think I feel pretty clear on it. I think I feel pretty clear. I think this is a very respectable uh, middle aisle pick. I think okay. it is. Again, like a really sweet kind of pop confection. Like, I don't think it quite has enough uh, either substance or it's not hitting me in the way that, like, again, like Lionheart did. I'm not saying Lionheart had that much substance, <laughs> but I loved it. So, therefore, that's what that's what showed up on the, you know, the bottom rung of the staff picks. But, like, I was very pleasantly entertained by most of this movie. If it if it was like all Madonna all the time, it may actually would have it, it was potentially a staff pick if it really were like Madonna absolutely the whole time, kinda. Yeah. Um as it is, I think it's like a very, very fun pop confection postcard of like a happy, fun 80s New York weekend. Like it is it is very pleasant and I like what it's doing. Uh, but I don't think it quite makes the staff picks. And I definitely don't think it belongs in the dumpster. I think it's a lot more fun and works on almost every level for me uh, to absolutely not be a dumpster pick. Yep. I'm, I think that's an easy one. Uh, first yeah. <laughs> of all, I would say that the fact that you became such an enthusiast of Lionheart is my I, legacy I to this stop thinking planet. Of it. <laughs> Redonna, I can't stop thinking about that movie. I don't know I, why. <laughs> like, I can't stop thinking about it. I think about his little kicks and his little jeans all the time. Just like constantly. You've fallen for the spell of Van Damme, Danielle. That's I what have. happened. I that's have. what happened. Yeah. Only the cool people fall. Like Thank that's you. that's a very good sign. And Thank I am very, very proud that this was the <laughs> legacy that you know, whatever happens in this planet and in my life. I've given you the gift of of, of Lionheart. Honestly. But <laughs> I am right there with you. I think one of the reviews I read really touched on how I kind of feel about the movie. And uh, the person said that it's more fun to watch than follow. Sure. And, right? Yes, 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 yes. It says like with a defined visual flavor that carries the effort. Uh, and it's it's it really is like it's very fun to watch. I wasn't bored. I wasn't annoyed. I kind of felt um, I don't know. I felt like something was kind of missing for me. Mm -hmm. But 
it didn't shatter my world. It didn't rock my world. But I do think that it's very cute. It's fun. I think for the time, it probably, um, it was probably more relevant for the time. Like now we see, I don't know. I feel like having the two women take the whole the whole movie, and yeah. you know, like the whole thing. I feel like I don't know. I I I I appreciate it on a very fundamental level. Like you, I don't really think it's a staff pick, uh, but it's definitely not dumpster worthy. <laughs> I would I would say like you, like respectable placement up there in the middle aisle, like a pick that I don't think. Anybody who enjoys fun things will be mad at. Yeah. It's like a good rainy day movie. Like, it's raining. It's raining. It's a lazy Saturday. Put it on and, like, smile at it and have a nice time. And, like, it's like, again, like like a little dessert or something. Yeah, I want a little ice cream right now. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it's like it's not necessarily my favorite flavor of ice cream. Right. But it's ice cream. Right. <laughs> like, what is your favorite flavor of ice cream, just for the record? Ooh, okay. You guys have different flavors. Like, I don't even know what a rock okay. Road is. Oh, okay. Uh, but I love, like, uh, macadamia, like, Haagen-Dazs' macadamia, macadamia ice cream. And, like, everything with peanut butter, because it's, like, my favorite food nice. in the world. Nice. Peanut butter. Extremely respectable. I like both of those. Those are great answers. Yeah. Good, good, good. good. I appreciate it. I feel like liking macadamia makes me like a bit of an adult. Like macadamia. Yeah. That's sophisticated. (laughs) That's sophisticated. That's a sophisticated flavor profile. It's not for for everyone. It's like very unique. What is yours? My like go-to for like standard flavors is like a a mint, like a mint chip or like a peppermint stick or something like that. But I also... There aren't many flavors I don't like, I'll be honest. Like, I um, like most sweet things, so I, I'll probably get down with basically anything. I was going to say, right. this is almost like a, because I didn't want to insult you, this is like a chocolate chip, like a vanilla and chocolate chip. Like, it's good. You can kind of always go for it. It's not yes. going to blow your mind by any means. Like, again, it's not. It's not going to blow your mind. But you might have a really nice time with it, and I think that's worthy of something. Absolutely. Feel like that's the perfect definition. And honestly, ice cream analogies, they just yeah. I'm I'm here for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> On a, a future uh episode, like a future rebranding of the show, maybe we will be an ice cream shop. Who knows? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm so into that, actually. <laughs> I'm into that. That's a good idea. <laughs> Nice. We're risk takers here. Yeah, we're we risk are. takers, and we're inspired by the spirit of Susan. Yes, we are. And on that note, I guess that will settle it for this week. Thank you again to my amazing co host for joining me. Thank you all at home for listening. Thank you to our producer, Paul Tamayo, for all the help in making this show not only not suck, but also kind of rule. We hope you come back to our friendly neighborhood video store next week. We will be continuing our Happy Pop Polydiva Month with Selena, a movie about a diva featuring a diva. What could be better? Until then... 
We would love for you to join our movie club. Come by Fenby.casa and join the You Love to See channel for news, updates, discussions, special events. We do want to hear from you. We have a very, very fun time talking to everybody on the Discord channel. So come on by. Have fun. Hang out with us. Danielle, where can people find you online? Absolutely. They can find me on Twitter at Danielle R.I. Some and they can find me at Nanda Prates underscore that's N A N D A P R A T E S underscore. We're everywhere. Fanbyte.com slash podcast. We're on Twitter at Fanbyte Media. We're on Instagram at Fanbyte, TikTok at Fanbyte, and of course on Fanbyte.com. We will see you all again here next week for Selena. And until then, you'll love to see it. Yay!